an opening scripture this morning. Um, I'll use some later on during my lesson. But I want to just talk about a subject that God has laid on my heart, and I feel like someone needs to hear. Um, no one in here, I know myself, I need to hear this, and this is something that God's been dealing with me about. A simple lesson on things that we've heard a lot, and a lot of people in this room have heard enough, uh, enough teaching, enough preaching to last several lifetimes, and I probably couldn't teach you anything this morning that someone else hasn't already preached, hasn't already uh, taught you. But that's okay because sometimes God wants to remind you of some things, and sometimes God wants to renew something in your spirit, renew something in your mind. And I want to teach a lesson on God's calling in our lives um, and God's direction in our lives. And that's my subject this morning that I feel that someone needs to be reminded of, God's calling. So one of our biggest questions is, what is our calling? Is our significance too tied closely to our achievements? reaching our business goals, reaching material possessions, acquiring these things, climbing career ladders. And while there's nothing wrong with these things I just mentioned, but if you lost them, would your confidence crumble? If your sense of worth depends on them, then what happens when you reach the top of the ladder only to find out that the ladder that the wall that you leaned your ladder on isn't very stable? And the problem is that our world has a very different set of values than what the Bible teaches. And it has a system of values that is upside down from what God teaches. It lacks any sense of what scripture describes as a calling. And instead, our world encourages us to climb a work ladder, an identity ladder. And most of the time, these ladders are self-serving and they're self-destructive. And climbing that ladder can be very misleading. And the higher one goes, the more one's identity, the more one's value and security tend to depend on one nature's of work. But what happens if we lose our position? What happens if we lose that title? What happens if we lose that high-level compensation? Perhaps this explains why several emotional problems such as drug abuse, alcohol abuse, abuse of the spouse, children, and even in the worst-case scenario, suicide. These things often accompany job loss or any kind of loss that you put all your, your stock into. If our significance relies on this, then it dies with this. And God calls us for a far more stable basis of significance. He wants us to establish our identity and the fact that we are his children and that we have a calling by being his children, that we're created by him to carry out good works as responsible people in his kingdom. And this is our calling from God. While we may all have different paths, we may all have different directions, we all have different specific callings in our life, but this is the basic foundational calling that each of every one of us have. And according to the scripture, our calling is irrevocable. Romans eleven twenty nine says in the ESV very simply, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Our calling is a function of how God designed us. In Ephesians 2 and 10, in the ESV it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Our calling carries us through anything that life may throw at us. Our calling is rooted in peace, and no matter what circumstances come our way and find ourselves in. Our calling is focused on eternal achievements rather than temporal achievements. And above all else, believers are called to character development, service to others, and loyalty to God. And that 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 goes for every, each person in here. These can be accomplished whether we live 
where, wherever we live, wherever we work, whatever status that we have in society or at our job, if we pursue these, we can enjoy great satisfaction and significance. And no matter what happens on the job, we can join Paul in Romans 8.28 when he says, We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And the greatest thing that can happen to us as Christians is that we become a little bit more heavenly minded. To be heavenly minded is to live every part of our lives with the goal of entering heaven and having completed the purpose of which God has called you to complete. To be heavenly minded is not to wait for heaven, but to press on toward the goal of entering heaven and having finished what God has called you to accomplish. When we enter into fellowship with God by surrendering our lives to him, it doesn't mean we automatically accomplish our calling. It doesn't mean we automatically accomplish our mission. As a new Christian, we haven't, we haven't uh, yet hold of our calling. We haven't started it yet. And even as an older Christian, even if you've been in the church for many years, you may not have found the purpose in which you were called to be, or maybe God's changing your calling, changing your direction, and that's okay. Um, you know, yes, you want to do something that has an impact on God's kingdom, and yes, we, be, we should be staying active and involved in the church, but sometimes God's calling in, our, in, in his direction in our life isn't always the clearest thing out there. And it's not always a big voice from God from the sky saying, hey, you, this is what I want you to do in your life. <laughs> you know, hey, you, this is your exact calling. This is your exact direction. I want you to go here and do this on this day. You know, it's not always like that. It'd be a lot easier if it was, but it's not, and that's okay. Um, and I don't know why God laid this on my heart for someone who has been maybe struggling with this right now or in the past or maybe even in the future, but I know someone is, if not myself, um, because I felt this so strongly. And I just want to encourage somebody this morning not to beat yourself up over not knowing what your next step is, not knowing what your next direction in life is. And don't beat yourself up for not thinking that, you're, you, that you think you don't have an impact right now, because you do. And don't beat yourself up because you think you're being overlooked by God or that your direction isn't clear. It doesn't mean that you're not valuable. It doesn't mean that you're not important. And I want to remind someone this morning that God sees your life right now. He sees your situation that you're in. And he sees that you need direction. And he sees your, all your needs, and I promise you he will answer them. And he sees them. God will open up doors, and God is preparing a way for something that is greater than you could even think of. And I know that because it's in his word. And if it's in his word, if it's in the Bible, it's true. And it's true yesterday, today, and forever. And it will stand for the rest of your life. And that's why when God said it in his word, and that's why when God promises you something personally, he gives you a nudge, a direction, that we shouldn't have the mentality of, well, this might happen, this may happen, but we should have the mentality of, it's going to happen. I might not know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Because God said it, and when he says it, we should, have, we should always have confidence in him. Because at the end of the day, he's never let us down. And he would never let us down. Um, he'll never leave us alone to fight for ourselves, and he never will. So we shouldn't think he is now just because our situation or our need is bigger than ever. Or our calling seems as far away as ever. Because Jesus is the door that we must enter in in order to begin our new direction and begin our journey toward heaven. But entering that door is not the finish line. It's a major error to think that once we get our ticket to heaven, once we become, say, baptized in the Holy Ghost and in the water, that we've reached our goal. 
When we begin a new life in Christ without an understanding of our calling, our first purpose is to show ourselves to be faithful stewards and to seek out God's purpose. If I can't pass that basic test, then I will never be able to find the path that God has um, laid before me. In Jeremiah, God asks the question, If you can't run with the footmen, how will you contend with the horsemen? If you're wearied in the land of peace, how can you expect to contend among the arrogant nations? So our calling is not to get into heaven only, but to equip ourselves so that we can answer the call. We then begin to run the race knowing that God honors this. Before this spiritual life can take root, our fleshly nature must be crucified. Our flesh does not die when we are born into the kingdom of God. We are, we are set free from the bondage of sin and are no longer driven by the flesh once we are baptized, but, this, it, but it is our responsibility to bring our hearts and our minds and our flesh under subjection to Christ daily. Many of us leave a lifetime of ingrained habits and bad habits that will not die easily. And a Christ-centered focus is required in order for us to become heavenly-minded, and it's required in order for us to follow the direction that God is leading us on. And though... It is true that perfection will never be achieved in this lifetime. I am called to strive for that mark. And each time I look back on my life, I should be amazed about how far God has brought me from. And I should stand determined to never return where I have been. My focus is not on my past, but on my goal of winning the race that God has set before me. And when I think I have arrived, that's as far as I can go. If God works in my life and I begin to grow and I look back and I think, okay, I'm, I hit the mark, I'm done, and then I'll stop growing and I'll eventually start backsliding. If I compare myself to others um, or compare myself to my mistakes, it's easy to be proud because I have lowered the bar in some sense. But when I look to Christ, I have the perfect model that I can um, compare my life to and it reveals everything that I need to work on. It reveals my needs to press on towards in Christ, I am encouraged by my past and given strength to reach toward my calling. I can only overcome this by his strength and not mine alone. Only he has the power to give me endurance to reach ahead and to follow the footsteps that he's laid before me. I, like I said, I want to encourage someone this morning and remind someone of their promise from God. Remind somebody of their calling from God. Remind someone of their purpose from God and remind you that God still has a plan. We can easily discard and forget about these things. We can easily get discouraged and begin questioning if we base it on our circumstances. But our situations don't define us. So why should we let it affect our calling? Why should we elect, let it affect our promises? We all have choices. And if we can choose to let our relationship, we can choose to let our relationship with God depend on our situation and our current feelings, our, our current circumstances, or we can choose to have faith in God to say, no matter what the circumstances is, I still trust in you. And the key to standing on that is knowing that it's valid and that it's true even when we don't see it. Because a lot of the times we're not going to see it. And even when we don't have any hope, and even when we don't have any logical reason to believe it, we still have to. Sometimes we get where we doubt it and we question it because it doesn't make sense in our minds. And it doesn't make sense in our you know, in our logic. But if God promised me something, whether it be 10 years ago or whether it be yesterday, and if it haven't happened and it seems like it's not going to happen, I can promise you that it's going to happen. And once we start to doubt, then our human minds take over 
and we start to question him. And we can choose, once we start to question, to back up. We can choose to retreat, slowly let the doubt wither away at our calling. Or we can do the opposite. And can I remind you tonight that we have a prom- when we have a promise, it doesn't always happen like we want it to. When we have a promise, when we have a calling, it doesn't always happen when we want it to or how we expect it to happen. Because our promises are on God's timing, not ours. And while it may be frustrating at times, it may take patience, understanding, and faith. It also would be much greater on God's timing than we ever, ever could imagine on our timing. Because God's timing is perfect and will always be perfect. And we can't get discouraged because it doesn't happen when we expect it to happen. And we definitely can't let ourselves doubt the promise that God has laid on us. And thing is not going to happen just because through our human eyes, we can't understand God's timing. We can't understand God's plan. Because God has shown up time and time again, and I promise you he will show up every single time. He will never let us down, and he will never leave us to fend for ourselves. He will never forget about us. And can I remind someone this morning that Jesus has the power over every situation that you may be going through right now that seems to be blocking your calling. Over every problem that seems to be, every footstep you take, there's a problem. Can I remind you that he has the power over that? Over every need that you have, every worry, every stressful situation that you may be going through, every darkness, temptation, he has the power over everything that I can list this morning. Anything that you can think of, anything that you can imagine, anything that God throws your way, he has the power over and when we think it's hopeless, Jesus is there. And when we think it's a lost cause, Jesus is there. And when they say it's impossible, when they say your calling is just crazy, it's, it's, it's too much, Jesus is there. So that's why I stand on the promises of God. That's why I stand on my calling, even if it seems shaky at any moment. And that's why we should have no reason to doubt. We should have no reason to worry and be afraid because God has already promised us victory. He's already promised us this. God already promised us that we can overcome anything that's thrown our way through his power. And can I remind somebody this morning that God hasn't forgotten about you, that he hasn't forgotten about your promise, he hasn't forgotten about your calling, he hasn't forgotten about your situation or your need. My earthly earthly goal is to press on so that I can take claim to the calling that God has for my life. I am to strive and to find the purpose for which God transformed my life and equipped me to achieve. God did not change your life just so you can live any way that you desire. God called you for a purpose. And if you allow yourself to believe the deception that God is there just for your pleasure, then I'm sad to say, but you've missed the mark. You first must change your focus so you can find your purpose. And to find that path of life, you must be found faithful first. And each step of this requires faithfulness to find the next step and the next step. And as we press toward being Christ-like, we should also examine our lives and identify these things that are holding us back, that are tempting us, that are leading us maybe in a different calling that God has chosen for us. If I want to fulfill my calling, I must first put off anything that holds me back. And sometimes those things aren't sinful in themselves. But the sin is that I value these things more than my calling. I value these things more than God itself. And when I hit those gray areas of scripture where it doesn't say this is wrong, this is right, then I have, I have to choose what's in light of what I think God has in store for my life. 
Do I put away the things of God and take hold of the temporal things? Or do I reach for what's going to be eternal? And sadly, a lot of people will cast off the eternal things because they can't see it right now, and they cling to what they see now, and they, they cling to these things that are temporal and will only last this lifetime. And our fleshly nature wants immediate gratification. But in Hebrews, it tells us that the promises of God are inherited through faith and patience. And if I'm earthly-minded, I will value these things, these temporal things, more than I will the eternal things because I don't really believe God's promises. I don't really believe God's calling in my life. And I can't grasp the concept of a small sacrifice in order for a greater reward in my future if, if my eyes are fixed on instant gratification. Looking to Jesus is the only way to reveal the true value or lack of value things of the things in this world. And when I see God's truth and light, I'm able to measure everything against that. And I'm, ever, I'm able to measure everything based on that truth. Because you can't count the trash of the world as trash until you can see what is truly valuable. And most Christians pick through that trash and they cling to that um, thing that offers them what they see in their mind as value. And never realizing that they've been redeemed. They've been called for a higher purpose. We've been called for something greater, but yet we, we cling to the trash. And the error of the average Christian is that they aren't willing to let go of the things that make them feel safe right now unless they are first able to see what God has in store for them. And there's, there's two wrong ways in thinking of this. Because first, we will never find the good things of God until you can first trust God and live your life by faith. The Bible says, How precious is the loving kindness of God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. If I believe in God, I will have the faith to put my trust in him. I can't be satisfied with the things, with his calling and direction until I first trust him enough to leave these things that I'm comfortable with away. And as I reach ahead, I lay hold of the path that God is calling me to. Because each step is a platform to reach ahead to the next breakthrough. And even though I might not see the next step, even though I might not see the greater picture, I'm still trusting God. And I can't see the path beyond each step that I take, but I can see the goal of heaven, and I can see the goal of my calling. And my only concern is to focus on where God is leading me and where God is taking me. And second, the blessings and the promises shouldn't be my primary concern in this line of thinking. If I'm looking for a gold mine, I will miss my calling. I'm designed by God for God. And if I truly fulfill my life with anything but God, then things will become my God that aren't supposed to be my God. And God is more than the means to which I should fulfill my desires. God is the only thing that I should use to fulfill my desires. If his will is not my focus, I will not be satisfied with any amounts of these material goods that we think is going to make us feel better. Until I am able to recognize the, the value of my relationship with God and the value of my calling, then my value system will be misguided and broken. Look at our relationship with people. If someone cares for us only about what they can get out from us, then we're not going to really like that person. We lose respect for those kinds of people who manipulate and use things, use other people just to get what they want. And it's no different with God. He is our reward. The blessings and the promises are products of this relationship with God, but they're not the purpose of which the relationship with God should be built on. 
the prize that is set before us is a motivation to reach deeper into our relationship with God, to reach lost souls to God, to, to make it to heaven. And the purpose of doing these things is so that we can let go and leave what is behind and press ahead for what God has laid before us. My passion should be to find God's calling and achieve what God has set me apart to fulfill. The only way I can live this life God has called me to and fulfill God's purpose is to reach ahead. When I lay a hold of what God has revealed, I continue to press on and press on to that next step. Our purpose is not fulfilled in one act of obedience, but in a lifestyle of continuously reaching for God's purpose. As long as Christ is my goal, then I can press ahead against anything that comes my way and anything that tries to draw me away. And to press on is to live in complete obedience with a heaven mindset in mind and focus. The commands of God built a foundation that enables me to forge ahead with God's power. I become righteous because I am found in him. There is no value in myself and my righteousness, but my righteousness is received only through God. And, because of part of my, and becomes a part of my life when I remain only in him. And Jesus said that if anyone takes their hands at the plow and looks back, they are not worthy of the kingdom of God. I can't reach ahead if I'm looking back to see what I'm missing. If my heart is back in the place where I felt most comfortable and not where God wants me to be, then I will not have the passion to pressure on ahead. If my heart is on what I am leaving behind and where I'm at, I will eventually become discouraged, and I'll eventually quit because I don't want to move on. If you look back, it is because you value what is behind. And falling in itself is not so bad, but it's only a symptom of this mindset. And people begin strong, and then they fail because they charge ahead without building this foundation, without leaving those things behind. To press ahead, you must lay the foundation of this. You must lay the foundation of obedience so that you can stand by his power and won't look back because our strength is not enough. And God invests these things in your life when you abide. If you struggle to keep the course, go back and repair the foundation. And then you will have God's power in your life. And then you'll be able to reach any type of direction that God's trying to lead you toward. Don't accept failure as defeat. Use failure as instruction and examine why you fail. Apply God's word, fix it, repair the foundation, and press on. If you walk in obedience, you have God's promises that will be fulfilled in your life. Build your life on obedience and run with the goal in mind, and you will succeed in your calling. Because God wants you to succeed in your calling. Look to Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of your faith and of your calling. Press on to take a hold of your purpose that God has saved you for, God has redeemed you for, and God has brought you out of whatever situation that you came out for. God does not call an individual and leave them alone and never reveal his calling and direction. I know I spoke earlier about sometimes your direction isn't clear, and your next step may be kind of murky, and, and it might not always be as direct as you want it to, but in, God, but in God's timing, and that's the key word, God's timing, not ours, he will always lead you to your next step. And he'll always make it clear to you. He'll always give you direction. And it may seem like now you don't know where God is leading you. And it may seem like now you don't know what your next step in life is. But when he called Moses, he called him to go deliver the Israelites from bondage. 
He called Matthew to become a fisher of men. He called Abraham to, to leave Ur and travel a land to a land that he would give him. God did not call you to go and do this thing, this thing that wherever he led, whatever he leads you into your heart to do, and then leave you in the dark on how to do it. Wait on him to finish it. Wait on him to give you your next step. Wait on him to give you direction. Moses received great detail from God concerning what he was supposed to do and whom he was supposed to talk to when he returned to Egypt. And we can expect a similar type of direction from God. When we receive and listen from the guidance of God, we won't overreach and try to do things that we're not prepared for. We won't underestimate what God wants us to do, and we won't miss out on greater things if we follow his voice. When God calls, we must do what he asks of us. There's probably someone in there here this morning that's been hearing the call of God in your own life. And just like the bush was burning for Moses, there are signs in our life that God is calling us. Maybe you're hearing God calling you to give him control of your life. Maybe you're experiencing some type of nudge in any type of fashion in our church, any type of ministry, any type of thing that you could help out with, and you're feeling that nudge. Maybe God's reminding you of something that he called you to years ago that you never really put your passion into, that you never followed. But can I tell you that wherever you are in life, it's not too late. If God is calling you, I would urge you to obey his voice. I would urge you to come to him and find that fulfillment of doing exactly what God is calling you to be. The call is always revealed in God's timing, and you will always have a pull and a nudge toward that calling, and God will reveal you to you what he has in store for you. There are times in your life when we fail and we fall, and at those times we need to know not only review, but also renew our calling. And no matter how badly you've blown it, Jesus wants to restore you. And he still wants to use you in that calling that God has called you for. And he still wants to build you up, to build your character, to build your strength, so you can follow in those footsteps. And I hope someone this morning was encouraged by any of this, because I know I was whenever God laid this on my heart. And I personally needed a reminder in my life of what God wants to do. And I needed a renewal. I needed a, a refreshing. And I'll be the first to tell you that I did not have it all figured out. And I don't know exactly what my life is supposed to be. I don't know exactly what my calling is going to be in my life. But I do know who holds my future. I do know who, who has each step in my life planned out. And like Brother Cruz said last week, or it might have been the week before, I know I'm talking to a lot of people in this room that are older than me and have it all figured out, maybe even more than um, me. And I have a lot more experience than I do. And have a lot more stuff that they've built, that they're done with, that they've dealt with because of your life experience. And I would be foolish to think that I have it all figured out. But I also know that God can use anybody to remind you, to renew you, to give you a refreshing in your spirit. And that's what I wanted to do this morning. And that's pretty much all I have to say this morning. Uh, you can be dismissed before Sunday morning service. I hope somebody tonight, I mean this morning, was renewed, refreshed, and was motivated. Thank you guys.